Hello, Seacoast Church. You are one of the most phenomenal churches in America. And I may be a little biased because I grew up not far from Seacoast Church. And it was one of the first churches that God used to inspire me to believe Him to do the impossible in my life. So it's only appropriate that I would have the opportunity to share a message with you today about believing God for the impossible. Your pastor, Pastor Greg, as well as Jeff and some of the other leaders at Seacoast have been so gracious to help me and to help our church in Charlotte, North Carolina, learn and observe and explore what it means to reach people far from God. You really are setting the standard. So if I can speak a word of encouragement and hope and faith into your life today, I would count it a real honor. So set your expectation high. I believe God is about to speak to you in a powerful way. Your best is yet to come. God bless. It is such an honor to share this message with you today. It's a message that has revolutionized my life. It has impacted our church. It's making a difference in our city. And I want to speak to you today on the subject, what happens when you dare to ask God for the impossible. My name is Stephen Furtick, and I'm the pastor of Elevation Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. And we have seen God do some remarkable things in our church over the past four and a half years. I recently wrote a book called Sun Stand Still. And I share a lot of the stories of what God has done here in our church and in my life as a follower of Christ. But I don't really want to connect you to my story today. I want to connect you with the story of Jesus and the story that he wants to create through your life. If you were to ask me. What is the message that God has put in my heart for you today and for your church and for your family and for your business? It is a message of audacious faith. Audacious faith. And my hope is today that by the time I finish this message that your dead dreams will be resurrected that your, your hope will be stronger than ever, that your vision of, of God will be more clear, that His Spirit will empower you in, an, in a new way. And I want to share, to you, share with you from one of my favorite miracles in the Bible from the book of Joshua. It's in Joshua chapter 10, and I'm going to read to you in verses 12 through 14. This miracle serves as a metaphor for the seemingly impossible things that I believe God wants to do through you and, and for you. And as I share this with you, I want you to begin to think about the impossible things in your life that God wants to accomplish. Uh, some of you are watching this going, what does this young preacher have to tell me? Like, uh, who do you think you are telling me what God can do in my life? I don't even know you. And that's very true. But I don't speak on my own authority today. I speak on the authority of Jesus Christ. And the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the grave lives in every believer. The book of Joshua is an action book of the Bible. The book of Joshua is the record of God's people inheriting their promise. 
And you could really sum it up this way. God makes Joshua a promise. In fact, he made a promise long before Joshua. He made a promise to Moses based on a promise that he had made to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. And the promise was that not only would he make a great nation out of Israel, but that he would give them an exceedingly good land and that he would cause them to drive out enemies and inherit that land. And so Joshua, who is a successor of Moses, receives this calling from God and he initiates this campaign and launches this, this military assault on all the nations that oppose God. And he is so successful that all the surrounding nations are terrified of Joshua and the Israelites. So God makes Joshua a promise. He tells him that not one man will be able to ever stand up against him as God works through him. And Joshua makes some progress. He fights the battle of Jericho. The walls come tumbling down. The people have crossed over the Jordan River. Now in Joshua chapter 10, we're about to see the, the third miracle recorded in the book of Joshua. It's fabulous. It's phenomenal. It's breathtaking. It's awe-inspiring. But I want to point out to you, before I read you these very powerful, potent verses of Scripture, that before... God performed a miracle for Joshua. Joshua made a major mistake. Joshua made an alliance with the Gibeonites, these people that he was supposed to defeat and drive out of their land. And because he didn't seek God like he should have, he ends up having to defend these people who were supposed to be enemies against these kings who converged to attack. It's a fascinating study to think about how God often turns our mistakes into his miracles. I want to say to you today that audacious faith is available to every believer in Christ. No matter how far you've run, no matter how low you've dropped, no matter how bleak your situation seems, this promise that God can do the impossible in your life isn't just for the perfected saints. It isn't just for the professional ministers. It's for all of God's people who will embrace God's promise and step out into the supernatural. Wherever you are, whatever you've done, however you think you've failed the Lord and let him down, I've come to tell you that it's impossible for you to let God down because you were never holding him up. He sustains the universe. He's the all-powerful, omniscient God of the cosmos. And so, Joshua finds himself fighting a battle because of a mistake that he made. And in that context, God performs a mighty miracle. Joshua chapter 10, verses 12 through 14. This is the passage where I developed the title of the book and the message of Sun Stand Still, Audacious Faith, asking God for the impossible. Here's the biblical record. On the day the Lord gave the Amorites over to Israel, Joshua said to the Lord in the presence of Israel, O son, stand still over Gibeon. O moon over the valley of Ajalon. So the sun stood still. And the moon stopped till the nation avenged itself on its enemies. As it is written in the book of Jasher. The sun stopped in the middle of the sky and delayed going down about a full day. And there has never been a day like it. 
before or since, a day when the Lord listened to a man. Surely the Lord was fighting for Israel. Joshua was fighting a battle that God had called him to fight. And he was facing a situation that seemed desperate and uncertain. His enemies are about to get away because the sun is setting and they'll escape under the black cloak of night. But Joshua has this, this idea, this concept. He sizes up the situation and he summons his faith and he utters one of the more, more unorthodox prayers in the entire Old Testament script. Sun, stand still. And the crazy thing is, God does it. And here's what I believe. I believe that the God we serve can still make the sun stand still. I believe that the, the Savior who died for us and the Spirit that lives within us still has the potential and the desire to do the impossible in our lives so that we can see God's glory and find ourselves in the middle of a move of God in our generation. I'm going to be speaking to you for the next few moments on a couple of different levels. I'm going to share some situations in my life where I believe God made the sun stand still. Uh, I'm going to share some stories from our church where God literally seems to have frozen time and accomplished more in a moment than, than human effort could produce in a lifetime. I'm going to challenge you in your church to begin to believe God with this kind of faith, with this level of audacity to do impossible things through you as you reach your community for Jesus Christ. And, and then I'm going to apply this message of audacious faith to your family, to your business, to your, to your uh, situation as a student. To, to a situation in your life where you need provision from the Lord, uh, financial resources, physical healing. What happens when you dare to ask God for the impossible? What happens when you have the audacity to ask God to make the sun stand still? And here's what I've discovered. And I'm just a young punk, but sometimes it takes a young punk to remind you that nothing is impossible with God. Because time can talk you out of your dreams and your destiny can be diverted by situations and circumstances that devastate you in your life. I believe that if we have the audacity to ask, God always has the ability to act. I believe that if we will size up our situation... Align our hearts with God's purposes and ask God will still make the sun stand still over every area in our lives. What happens when you dare to ask God for the impossible? Unfortunately, most Christians never discover the answer to that question. Because although most of us have saving faith in Jesus, we believe he died for us and he's going to forgive us. And hopefully we're going to get to heaven one day when we die and barely make it in. We settle into spiritual survival mode. And I don't believe that God sent his son to die on a cross and then powerfully raised him from the dead so that we could survive the world. I don't believe we're saved to survive the world. We're saved to change the world for the glory of God. And this is the message of radical, audacious, sun stand still faith. I'm going to walk you through the process of activating sun stand still, audacious faith in your life and in your church Note that as I do this, I won't be able to answer your 
yeah, but what about questions? I mean, there are way too many. I can't possibly explain this from a scientific perspective. Um, many of you are more skeptical or already thinking like, that's not technically possible. The sun stays in its place and the earth revolves around the sun. And the point is that God is big and powerful and he performed a miracle on behalf of his people. So maybe we don't need to be asking the technical question, how did this happen? Maybe a better question to ask would be, is it possible that God desires for you and me to live with this level of faith in our everyday lives and to ask him to do impossible things for the glory of Jesus as a normal course of action? Is it possible that God wants to make the sun stand still in your life? And I'm going to help you do that. I'm going to give you like three phases of this. They're not really three steps. That's not really how God works. This is more of a, a spirit of faith that God wants you to embrace than it is a series of steps that God wants you to take. Nevertheless, there are some specific actions that I believe you can take to begin to pray sun stand still prayers in your life and to believe God for the impossible. And the first one is this. Seize God's vision. Seize God's vision. Audacious faith becomes a part of your everyday flow and it surges like the current through your everyday life when you seize God's vision. I gave my life to Christ when I was 16 years old. Um, I have a pretty normal testimony of how I came to faith in Christ. I always used to wish I had a more dramatic testimony. I don't know if you've ever heard one of these types of testimonies, like people share these radical stories of how they came to faith in Christ, how they were, you know, like smoking crack when they were eight years old and they went to prison by the time they were 11 and then God saved them and they just got out of prison yesterday and now they're leading a crusade in a stadium of 250,000 people. And that's not my story. And I, I want to encourage you today that that might not be your story either. We don't have to have a dramatic story in order to make a dramatic impact for the glory of God because anytime God steps into a human life and intervenes by his grace to save someone, it is miraculous, my friend. We need, we need to start with the fact that if Jesus has saved you and if he has forgiven you and if he has implanted his life and integrated his spirit into your heart and, and, and given you his mind and and, and, and covered you with his love, that's a sun stand still miracle all by itself. Jesus is our Joshua. And he made the sun stand still 2,000 years ago when he stretched his arms on a brutal cross and he hung his head and died and he said, it is finished. And the sun stood still and the veil in the temple was torn from top to bottom so that unholy man could approach holy God and be made holy. The sun stood still on that day. So I was 16 when I had my first sun stand still moment and God saved me. And I went from being just like a relatively well-behaved, pretty likable, uh, polite Southern Methodist kid to being a radical, fired up, kick the devil in the teeth, stomp on his head, follower of Jesus, lead all my pagan friends to Christ, tell them they were going to hell and lead them, lead them to a place of either accepting Jesus or being annoyed by me and ducking when I came. I mean, I was possessed 
by the reality of what God had done in my life. And I started to develop this vision. I'll tell you how it unfolded for me. It won't unfold for you exactly this way, but I, I hope that today God will begin to help you seize His vision for your life. Somebody gave me a copy of a book called Fresh Wind, Fresh Fire by a pastor named Jim Cimbala. On page 23 of that book, there was a line that said something to the effect of, I despaired at the thought that my life might pass me by without God moving greatly on our behalf. I was 16 years old, sitting at my parents' kitchen table, junior in high school. And I couldn't have explained it to you this way at the time, but suddenly God started to birth a vision. It was just in the womb. It was just beginning to incubate. I couldn't have, I couldn't have um, theologically unpacked the sentiment, but I knew that one day God would use me to be the pastor of a church somewhere in a major city in the United States of America to reach people far from God. I just knew it. And there was no lightning bolt in the sky. It isn't like God wrote the number 23 in the clouds to coincide with the page number of the book. But I knew that I wanted to give the rest of my life to preaching the gospel of Jesus. And I believe that God wants every Christian, every true believer in Jesus, to have a page 23 vision for their lives. Worthy of praying sun stand still prayers around. Your page 23 vision will probably be much different than mine. Most of you won't be called into the full-time gospel ministry. I wasn't aware there was a part-time gospel ministry. <laughs> I wasn't aware that there was a part-time option to follow Jesus. And so whether or not you ever stand up and preach or sing in front of a church, the things we typically associate with ministry, I believe that there is a big, bold, audacious vision that God wants to accomplish for and through your life. Proverbs 29, 18 says that where there is no vision, people cast off restraint. They run wild. That's the reason so many teenagers experiment with drugs and sex, because there is no vision. That's the reason that so many marriages fall apart, because there is no vision. That's the reason that so many people drift through life and make a paycheck and fill up a 401k and let the cable TV wash over them every night and buy a boat and die without ever accomplishing anything significant for the glory of God because they've never been seized by God's vision. Your son stands still, impossible, audacious prayer starts when you are seized by God's vision. And I've got news for you about God's vision and plan and purpose for your life. Whether you're a college student, a preacher, a teacher, a banker, a lawyer, a stay-at-home mom, changing diapers, a stay-at-home mom, raising a middle school child who is demon-possessed, I've got a clue for you about God's page 23 vision for your life. It's bigger than you think it is. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now unto him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine according to his power, which works mightily in us. Not according to our background, not according to our pedigree, not according to our own purity, but according to his power. If the size of the vision for your life isn't intimidating to you, there's a good chance that it's insulting to God. God desires to do big things through you. So a sun stand still vision starts when you change your perspective on the size of the vision 
that God desires to accomplish through you. I was probably about 23 or 24 when I started getting serious about starting this church one day. I started sharing the vision with a few friends that I thought God was calling me to be a pastor and establish a ministry. And they asked the typical questions, where? And I didn't know. How? And I didn't know. I knew why. Because God had spoken to me. And when he speaks, the snooze button starts, stops working and it's time to wake up and get busy for God. See, I believe that the, the sun is standing still over some of your lives as I speak. And God's bringing you back to a place, or maybe bringing you to a place for the first time, that you realize that the same God who hit pause on the solar system for Joshua wants to do more through your life than you could ever imagine. More through your life than you could ever even hope to ask. The impossible. The impossible. The sun stood still. The sun, 865,000 miles thick. The sun, 1.3 million times the weight of planet Earth. The sun. And God stretches out his arm and pushes pause like the universe is his DVR and fights for his children. I want you to have a page 23 vision for your life. Your page 23 vision for your life may be to make extraordinary amounts of money, but you're not going to keep all of it. You're going to fund ministry all over the world for the glory of God. You may be a businessman with a page 23 vision. I have businessmen in my church who are passionate about the gospel and they don't earn just to accumulate and, and they don't earn just to improve their status. They, they earn with a purpose so that God's glory can cover the earth. They have a page 23 vision. There's a high school football coach, Coach Brown, in the town where I grew up and, and coach brown isn't a preacher in fact he's pretty boring to listen to but he loves jesus with all of his heart and soul and mind and strength and he wins state championships and because he does what he does with excellence god uses him for his glory and he has led dozens and dozens of high school football players to jesus christ in his pulpit is his profession. Is it possible that God wants to redirect your passion and enlarge your vision today? I believe he does. I believe he wants to give you a page 23 vision for your purity. I believe he wants to give you a page 23 vision so that the sun can stand still over everything you touch. And that everything he puts inside of your heart for his glory would come to pass so that the name of Jesus would be praised because of your life. That he would make the sun stand still. Seize God's vision. Then you got to activate your faith. Activate your faith. There came a moment where it wasn't enough for Joshua to believe that God could make the sun stand still. He had to lay it on the line and ask God to do it. And I want you to notice in the biblical text that he does it in front of everybody. And so if this fails, we're not reading the book of Joshua. We're reading the book of Joshua's nephew who took over after Joshua was fired as the military leader of Israel. 
Sun stands still. And I got to believe that Joshua had a moment before and after he said that. Because you don't know right away whether it worked. They got to wait a little while. I got to believe that he had a moment. I got to believe that he had several moments where, where, where he wondered, God, I know you can do that. You can do anything. But I wonder if you will. See, I feel this way a lot of times as a pastor. I'm going around telling all these people, let's start this church for God's glory. Recently, we had to raise a couple a um, million dollars to build a building and I'm standing up and I'm telling our church we can do this let's go and I get in the car sometimes and I ask God where are we going because <laughs> I don't know I mean I'm pretty sure I've heard from God if anybody ever tells you that they're sure that they heard from God about the impossible thing that he wants to do through their lives they're either lying or delusional okay because you're never completely sure 80% on a good day and so I want you to understand that audacious sun stand still faith and sun stand still prayers are not birthed in the absence of ambiguity and uncertainty. Sun stand still prayers embrace not a, a faith in my own faith, but my faith in the faithfulness of God. Sun stand still over Gibeon. So the son stood still. He activated his faith. Now, one thing you need to know about praying sun stand still prayers is that if you're going to pray a sun stand still prayer, and I know this is a new way to think about praying, you've maybe never heard that terminology in your life, but, but around Elevation Church is just a, a normal way of speaking. I'm, I, I've taught our people to pray sun stand still prayers. We've seen, we've seen couples who struggled with infertility pray sun stand still prayers that God would uh, allow them to have a child. And sometimes God allows them to have a child. And then other times God says, I'm not going to allow you to have a child the natural way I want you to adopt. And so they begin the process of saving and sacrificing so that they can adopt. At Elevation Church, we've seen uh, so many people pray sun stand still prayers in the area of their career and they need a job and they pray a sun stand still prayer. God, give me a job where I can glorify you and make a difference for you and provide for my family. But after they pray the sun stand still prayer, they don't sit back and wait for God to drop the answer out of the sky because sun stand still prayers don't come shooting out of the sky like a shooting star. If you're going to pray a sun stand still prayer, you'd better be ready to fight all night. And here's what I mean by that. God did a miracle for Joshua. God accomplished a great victory for Israel. But if you'll read back in verses 7, 8, and 9 of Joshua chapter 10, you'll find that in order to defeat the enemy, Joshua and his men marched all night. And they got their weapons ready, and they devised their best strategy, and they calculated their move. Sun stand still prayers are not passive. Sun stand still faith is not wishful thinking. It's active belief in God joined with participation in his purpose. If you want to see God do the impossible in your marriage and your marriage is falling apart, you're going to have to begin to speak words of life to your spouse and begin to serve your wife as Christ loved the church. I'll tell you a story from my family. My father grew up in a pretty rough environment. In fact, his father killed himself on my father's eighth birthday. My Father woke up on his eighth birthday to find that his dad was hanging in their own house. 
And I always thought that was the saddest thing that a boy could ever discover on his birthday. But what's even sadder than that is my dad tells me that they were actually pretty relieved to see him go because he was such a violent, abusive drunk. That's the situation my dad grew up in. He dropped out of school in eighth grade. He developed some pretty substantial addictions. If you can name it, he probably tried it. Um, my dad was a good dad, the best he could be under the circumstances. My mom stood by him for something like 32 years now. And when I gave my life to Christ at age 16, the biggest sunstand still prayer I knew how to pray was, God, would you save and change my dad and redeem him for your glory? And I prayed that prayer every day, and my mom had been praying it long before I had. And I uh, don't know what came over me, but one day, my dad was going out to play golf and drink beer with his buddies while the rest of the family was going to church. And he had cooked us breakfast because it made him feel less guilty about going drinking beer on the golf course while we went to church. Like it canceled out the fact that he wasn't leading his family spiritually. And he would wake up every morning with a hangover and he tells me now that at the time he would stand in the shower and ask God, please just help me make it through this day. And on this one particular morning, I looked my dad in the eyes. He's six foot two. So I looked up at him. I said, Dad, I didn't scream at him and I didn't, I'm trying to be preachy or judgmental. I just said, Dad, God's about to do something radical and irreversible in your life. There's going to be a big change. I just want you to get ready for it. I'll never forget how he looked at me. He looked at me like, isn't that cute? <laughs> and I feel so sorry for you that you think that. Because I'm addicted to several different substances. My life is very far from God. I've been through so much. I have so much hurt. I'm in so much bondage. And he literally looked so, like he felt sorry for me. And um, I just went on about my business, you know. It's like the sun stand still statement. Sun stand still. Dad, God's going to change your life. And I uh, kept praying. My freshman year of college, I was preaching at Santee Circle Community Church, the first church I ever preached at. I'd been traveling all summer with this little ministry team. We traveled to all these little small towns and We'd lead music, and, and then I'd preach these horrible sermons that people had to put up with because I was only like 18 years old and uh, didn't know what I was doing. Still kind of don't, but really didn't then. And uh, I preached this long sermon. My dad came to hear me, and I went and sat down on the front row. And the music leader started singing Just As I Am, and I put my head in my hands. And I felt this tap on my shoulder, and it was my pastor. And he said, Stephen, you may want to look down there at the altar. And my dad, all six foot two of him, was doubled over at the altar, crying his eyes out like a little baby, giving his life to Christ. And that eighth grade dropout has now gone on to memorize entire books of the New Testament. And that eighth grade dropout went on to start a Sunday school class and a homeless ministry in that church. And that eighth grade dropout now loves the Lord with all of his heart. And it all started 
with this audacious faith. Some of you have daughters and sons who are far from God right now and you think nothing can bring them back. Would you dare to activate your faith and believe that the God who made the sun stand still can certainly bring his lost children back home? It may not happen overnight, but on the authority of God's word, stand in faith. And, and don't, just, don't just stand in faith. Once you've sized up the situation and said, God, what's your vision? Listen, sun stand still prayers aren't for our own selfish purposes. Don't just pray for a million dollars and think God's obligated to do it. Because, hey, man, sun stand still. Magic word. Works. Pray. Hey, cool. Don't work like that. Got to be aligned with his motives. But once you sense his vision for your life and seize it and activate your faith and hear God's word and speak God's word, then make your move. Make your move. And I don't know what that looks like for you today. I don't know how specifically God might be speaking to you. I know this much. God has a page 23 vision for your church. And there are impossible things that he wants to do through you to reach your world. I encourage you today that God has given you a pastor. And your pastor may not be Joshua. Okay? And you won't inherit a physical land. But God has given you a leadership team at your church. And when they lead you to take bold, impossible, audacious steps of faith, your response should be, we're going to make our move. There are our churches right now that need to add worship services, churches that need to increase missions giving, churches that need to uh, build a new building, churches that need to step out and be more evangelistic, churches that need to uh, feed the hungry and clothe the poor. And, 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 and God is calling you to believe Him for something impossible and to reach higher. Look, this is not the time in, in our culture and in our world for the church to back down. This is the time for the church to rise. He is raising up a generation of Joshua's who will stand strong and advance the gospel, seize the vision, activate faith, believe God for the impossible. So this is my son stand still prayer for you. I pray that today God would make the sun stand still over your situation. I don't know what impossible need you have. And I can't promise you that every time you pray, God's going to answer you just like you want him to. Sometimes the sun seems to set. But isn't it the time when our lives seem the darkest that God's glory shines the brightest? Even when you don't get to see the miracle, God will enable you to be the miracle. And he'll give you a sun stand still strength to stand through your trials and to trust Jesus with all of your heart. I pray that the sun would stand still over your family. That you would raise up your children for the glory of God, that they would be world changers, counter-cultural, radical Christians. God would give you the strength if you're single to wait and that he would bring the person that is supposed to be joined to you for the rest of your life in his perfect timing and that you would trust him and be pure and be holy as you wait on him. I pray that the sun would stand still over all of your relationships, your broken relationships, that God would mend and restore and replenish. I pray that the sun would stand still over your past mistakes and that you would rediscover the forgiveness of Jesus Christ or for many of you discover his grace for the first time today and place your faith him. I pray that the sun would stand still over the place where you go to work or school every day, that God would show you off 
like a trophy, that he would ignite the ordinary in your life and that you would see burning bushes all around you where God is speaking and God is moving, that he would demonstrate and manifest the glory of his kingdom in every sphere of your influence. I pray that the sun would stand still over your personal relationship with Jesus as his child, that you would be drawn to him, that you would know him deeply, more intimately in the fellowship of his sufferings and so in the power of his resurrection that the sun would stand still. God desires to do the impossible in your life and all things are possible to him who believes. I pray that the sun would stand still over your church today, that God would increase your influence, that you would take bold steps of faith, that you would launch out and inherit the land, that you would do everything God tells you to do, that you would embrace the uncertainty as the opportunity to see God's purpose and to experience his power and to receive his provision. May the sun stand still over every area of your life for the glory of Jesus Christ. May the sun stand still in Jesus' name. Amen.